Welcome to the Reinvent Your World broadcast. My name is Donna Woolham and I'm your host. My goal is for every woman to know that God loves you and He's for you. And no matter where you are today, you can start right now and create an incredible new life. Let's get started into the show, okay? Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Reinvent Your World. And I have with me today an incredible woman. When you hear her story and you hear how her life has just become such an example of the transformation of God in the earth, you're going to be just, your heart is going to sing. You're going to think, wow, me too. That could be me too. And I know that As we move through the conversation today, there's going to be things that you hear that are going to just stop you in your tracks. Today, it is my great honor and great pleasure to have Jeannie Berry as my very special guest. She is, yay, yay. she's a pastor. She is an author of a of a, an acclaimed book. She's going to tell us more about that. A mom and a wife, but she is a dancer and she dances in worship. She dances before the Lord. She loves to help people express themselves through dance. So uh, you'll probably even hear a dancer spirit when she's talking today. Thank you for being (laughs) with us, Jeannie. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. I can say this is definitely out of my comfort zone, but God's got a plan for this. So I'm excited about that. Hey, well, that's awesome. You know, we, I am a proponent of doing things that cause us to have to just take some bold steps of courage and confidence. I think that's when we really begin to understand who our God is in us, when we can say, okay, this is kind of scary, but through God, I can do anything. So yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm loving about this is that I have not been out of my comfort zone in a while. And so this is very nice. Um, very, un- you know, when you, when you get out of your comfort zone, you, you find you, you're kind of uneasy, but you know that you're serving someone greater than yourself and that he's got plans you don't. And so that is just what excites me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that part of it. I, I always think about Joshua and how he must have really been because he had to be told so many times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. So, Come on. You know, I may or may not have told myself that today. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, what I love is for people to be able to take just a little peek inside, because once they hear your story, you know, sometimes we can we can feel like when we listen to people on podcasts or on broadcasts, we can think, oh, they are out there and they are that person and I could never be that way. But so one of the things I love to do is ask my guests to tell us what's everyday life like for you. So would you give us a little peek into the life of Jeannie Berry, please? Well, I can tell you that every day is different. There is no um, same day for me. Uh, You never know what the next day brings. I do have three kids. Um, And being a wife and a mother of three, um, I never know what is going to happen in my day. Um, But typically, I like to wake up and spend just a little bit of time with God before I wake my children up, get them going. I do have um, (laughs) three. I did say I have three kids. I have three kids that do not like to wake up in the mornings. (laughs) So our mornings are eventful. 
um, trying to get everybody up and around the house and out on a decent time. We also have a sheep and a goat now that has been included in our family so that they have to be fed in the mornings. We have three dogs. They have to be fed in the mornings. Um, so my morning is pretty eventful getting my kids off to school. And then the second I drop my last sweet girl off, um, which we also do a devotion um, every morning on their way there. So they get in some Jesus. And then after I drop my last girl off, I have my quiet time. And a lot of times that will look like complete silence all the way home while I'm just meditating and pondering on God and what the day looks like or, um, you know, preparing myself for maybe the thousands of things that I have to do that day Um, and just regrouping with him. And then I'll get home, normally get my coffee going and Sometimes I can sit for three or four hours studying the word or in prayer. Other times I have to do it before I wake everybody up because I have a lot of meetings and, you know, things to do and people to reach. And then I got to pick up my kiddos, get them back home, have dinner, whatever we've got going on. Um, that could be practices, that could be church event stuff, that could be business related stuff, um, get everybody tucked in. And then normally I'll have some quiet time again uh, to regroup for the next day. So that, that's pretty much my days. Yeah, well, that is a big, busy, full day. And you didn't even mention the time that you have to make somewhere in there for your husband, because I know that that's important too. But, you know, because both of you are both busy and running and kids and, and your children are very involved in all kinds of things at school. So it's not like they just come home and they're there. You guys are, are, are busy. You're, you are, I guess, if you're going to describe yourself would you say that you're the normal american family that has a couple of teenagers an elementary school kid you you know business and church and life would you describe yourself as probably just for the things that have to be done on the normal would you say that's just probably like every other mom of kids you're just living that same kind of life i couldn't see how it would be different (laughs) yes yes so So as you're listening today, everybody, whenever we start going into Jeannie's story, then uh, I just want you to remember she's just a gal just like you uh, that's experienced some things that that God has brought her up and out of and through. And um, I think you're going to just be enthralled by the rest of our broadcast today. So, uh, Jeannie, you know that the primary part of this uh, broadcast is that is this concept of reinvention where we find ourselves really stuck in some difficult situations sometimes in life and in those places it it redefines us it it shifts our worldview it shifts who we are and we come out on the other side a different person And so I call those life altering situations, you know, and so for some people, that's a really great thing, you know, something magnificent that happens. But for most of us, it's something that we face, we come head on into it. And we think, 
I don't know how I'm going to make it through, but somehow we find ourselves on the other side of it. And so what I would love is just whatever story you would like to share with us today, would you describe some sort of life altering experience? And then let's just talk about how life changed for you after that and kind of dig into your story a bit after you tell it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I've really been going to the Lord on this for a little while because truth be told, I mean, there are so many different things in my life that I could literally say, Hey, let's just talk about this because this changed my life. Let's talk about this. This changed my life. Um, I have many different testimonies, but I, I feel like the one that I need to highlight the most, um, that was completely life-changing and altering for me is um, when I was 23 years old. Um, that's when I really had a hit or I hit rock bottom and knew that I needed someone, something. At this point, I just, I needed anything to help me in life. And that's when I really turned to the Lord um, and just surrendered everything that I was because I knew at that moment that I needed him. And um, growing up, I was abused. I was sexually abused by men um, my whole childhood. I literally cannot look back at my childhood and think of a time where I was not being abused by a man. And that's about five of them. And so that, of course, led me to unhealthy relationships, um, looking at myself unhealthy, thinking about myself unhealthy. Um, I remember just growing up hating myself um, and not understanding, you know, why? Why do I not like myself? Why am I so unsatisfied with myself? Why do I feel like something's wrong with me all the time? Um, and so you know, like I said, that led me into unhealthy relationships. And um, so I found myself in this one relationship when I was 23. And um, let's just say that it, it ended where I ended up making a decision that almost cost me my life. Mm -hmm. And um, it was that moment where I was either going to kill myself, because I could not see life past this decision that I made. Um, and as I went to go act that out, God intervened in that very moment and literally saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was him. Um, I had known about God and I knew that, that it was him. And um, when I turned my heart back to him to know that God loved me so much that he saved me from that moment, gave me a glimpse of what real love was. And it just caused me to, to turn to him. And, and at that moment, it was like, you know what, no matter what goes on in my life, no matter what, what tomorrow holds, like you're in my day. And no matter what I, I look to him ever since I was 23 years old, I have looked to him every single day of my life and said, Hey, I know that you've got me. I know that you love me. I know that you're for me. And like I love in Romans eight thirty one, if God's for me, who can be against me? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's even myself. You know, sometimes I can be against myself and be my biggest enemy, mm-hmm. but God comes in and intervenes. And um, I just, I love the mercy of God and the grace that, that he extends to us. And the fact that he provides a way out for us, no matter what we're facing, um, when we turn to him, he truly is there and he doesn't, um, you know, beat us up for thinking certain things or he doesn't get mad at us. He just is there to help us through it. And I think that's just what has made me fall in love with the Lord. And then it's just been my heart to help every person I can overcome things that, you know, they have that life altering moment, like you said, and they're going, my whole life has changed from here and I don't know what to do. And that's where I like to just say, well, I didn't either, but God came in and he helped me. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's just been a testimony that I've tried to live out in my life. It's so powerful. So, so powerful. And I'm sure. Um, and you tell a lot of the story in your book, don't you? I do. Yes, ma'am. I do. And what's the um, of your book? You want to tell so that you want to tell her? Yeah, <laughs> sure. So um, the Lord had um, put on my heart to write a book called Beauty in the Eyes of the Beholder. Um, and it literally talks about the inner beauty. And a lot of times we just, you know, we look at the outward beauty and we try to be this person that everybody wants us to be. And if we can look the right part or we can act a certain way or we can fit in with this certain group that will be enough and will be accepted and maybe we'll find happiness. And the whole the whole thing to life is finding that inner beauty and in who you are within. And that can only come from God, the creator of us. So that's, that's kind of what my book's about. Um, really, it's the Lord's book. But um, he just had me share my story of how I hated myself and I tried to fit in and I tried to do all these things. And, and he just um, very gently and nudgingly um, said, write this book because there are many women that go through this same um, trap of trying to be something that they're not when it's all about the inner beauty within. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm guessing that you see, like I do, that that is even more prevalent now. I mean, we have our Insta beauty and our Insta families and Insta business. Everything looks so beautiful on the outside. And we know that everything is filtered and yes. being real life. And it can really, especially for well, for men as well, but especially for young women, they can really begin to feel like that their life is a sad, sad reflection and that they don't look that way. They don't have that life. Their family, their family room isn't beautifully put together every day. So yes, absolutely. With that. And so um, as we, as you think about your story as this 23 year old woman hitting rock bottom, in a place where you want to end your own life, but God intervenes and you know that he does that. And so I'm sure that God surprised you, but what, you know, as you're coming out of this, what, what is, what did you learn about yourself in the midst of that, that just kind of set you back and you said, wow, I I didn't realize that was in me. You know, I never knew that I could be so selfish. 
and live life for myself. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve that we don't care who we hurt or the decisions that we make. Um, As long as I'm happy, then it's okay. Um, And so I think that that was the biggest thing that I learned about myself was how selfish I was being in life. And um, it, it just really, it made me appreciate God. And um, once again, it's like, here I am being so selfish in these moments in life and you're still here and you're still loving me. And it it made me realize just, I can be loved. Mm. Like I need to stop running from that and realize I can be loved. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. So my question is, is how did you come to understand that God loved you despite all of that or, or because of all of that? How, whenever he showed up in that big way for you, what was that like for you? Well, one of the things was I always, um, you know, because I always had unhealthy relationships when a man would get really close to me, you know, because of my past, I'd run away, you know? And so, um, it was an ongoing joke in my family that I was, you know, the runaway bride, I was going to be the (laughs) runaway bride. And, uh, (laughs) and, and so when I, I came to see this guy that, um, I couldn't like get him out of my head and, and I just, and it, it threw me off guard because um, I was falling for somebody I didn't even think I could, like wasn't in my taste at all. Um, just it, it, it was funny. It, there's a long story there about how God has completely pulled me in and gave me a man that only he made for me and he knew that I needed. And so to say that experiencing his love looks like him giving me a man after his own heart for me. Mm. And then not only that, at this man loving me beyond my failures, beyond, you know, all the times that I've messed up in life, the past that I brought in, um, and then also blessing me with a chance to have more children. So I had three more children that are just such blessings from God that I just look and I'm like, God, in the midst of everything, you still love me, you know, and you provide for me everything that I never even knew I needed. Mm. And he does it in so many ways. Sometimes people think it's just finances, but man, if we look around, Mm. he provides for us in so many ways. It's just so beautiful. His love for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know. one of the scriptures that we always uh, quote around, and this this does have relevance, what we quote is, my God shall supply all your need. And when I was doing a study on that, it, it, said, it said that that supply is that place of filling to capacity. You know, yeah. God is able to give us more capacity. And, and I love how in your story that the man that fell in love with you was not the man you would have chosen to fall in love with, but God <laughs> gave you this capacity 
Yes. To love. And so God filled up that capacity with that and then stretched you some more and gave you children and then gave you ministry and then gave you, you know, and so he continues. And I, I mean, whenever I think about your story, there must have been so much fear in your life about what people would take from you that it's no surprise that you would end up protecting yourself in a way that that became in your words selfish so but god changed that in you yes a new capacity and a new supply he gave you true love gave you true someone truly caring for you and showed himself in that so if you were going to talk to someone and, I, and I'd like for you to just kind of think for a minute, if you could just put in your mind a person that, that if you could just tell that woman or tell that man some advice that would help them get past a similar circumstance when they just feel like that they've messed up so much that they couldn't be loved and that there couldn't be a different kind of life. Would you just speak to that person right now, just from the depths of who you are as if they were sitting in the room with you right now absolutely um this has been i guess my biggest mountain that i've had to overcome and um something that i've always learned is you can't overcome something that you try to pretend isn't there and so first of all i would say Get real with yourself and really ask yourself, do you feel loved? Do you feel that you're lovable? And if you say no, that you don't, then ask yourself why. Why do you feel that way? What is it that, that, that comes up that would make you feel that way? Because, you know, the enemy is after our souls and he's after our minds, our hearts. You know, he does not want us to connect with real love. And that real love is Jesus. That real love says, no matter what you've done, no matter the choices that you've made, I went to the cross to die for you. I went to go nail that on the cross so that you could overcome and you could receive a love that sometimes is so infallible. If that's even a word, don't know what the word is, but um, it, it goes beyond our own comprehension of how much he absolutely loves us. And I would say that, you know, you may have failed at times in life. And I know that there's times I look back and I think, man, I really missed it here. Man, I really, I failed. And sometimes we can mark ourselves as a failure, even maybe listening to other people and, and just feel that, you know, well, we're not worth it. We We've done too much. Nobody could ever love us. How could somebody love us? Um, and I could just say, get, get back up. Just rise back up again. Grab a hold of just that one person that would say, I love you. That one person that maybe even randomly comes across your path, smiles at you and says, you're worth it. Sometimes we, we miss those little moments that we can grab a hold of and say, you know, I may just be one small speck in this huge world, you know, like one little grain of sand 
on this full beach, but God knows exactly where I am, who I am, and what I'm made of. There's a love that goes way beyond what we can see in the natural. And sometimes for me, um, I've all I've felt unloved or, you know, just if I could do this, maybe someone would love me. If I would just do, you know, this right or and and I just I would say to you, let all that go. Just let it go and truly look around. And even if there's one person that speaks life to you, cling to them because God is putting them in your life for a reason. Find yourself through God. Find his love. You can shut everything else out. Find his love and what he says and what he's done for you, what he wants to do for you, in you, through you. And you'll find more purpose in your life than you could ever imagine. And you'll be able to love other people because you love yourself. So don't quit. Don't get discouraged. Stay the course. And if you feel like you're a failure or you've failed, just get back up because God does not call you a failure. I love that. Thank you. God does not call you a failure. That might even be the title of our broadcast today. So I love God does not call you a failure. So I, you know, we're, we're, I can't believe our time has gone by so fast. It's just incredible how quickly time has gone by. So I want to make sure, is there anything else that you would like to talk about today? Maybe something came up and you thought, oh, I wish that we had talked about that. Um, not particularly. There's this, um, I was sitting in my quiet time with the Lord this morning and, um, just pondering on 2022 and, you know, just letting him stir and dream in me, you know, so that I could kind of dream. And maybe there's somebody out there that, um, needs to dream again, just began to, to just dream. I would say, get you a piece of paper out and, Anything that you can think of that you could say, if I could do anything, you know, and there was no money that was a limit, there was no degree that was a limit, just start writing it down and dream, dream again, because the things that are inside of us, God wants to get out of us because he put it inside of us and it's not there to just stuff down. It's not there to hide. It's, it's to express who he is in this world. And um, so one of the things I, I am a dancer, I'm a worshiper and I love to worship God. And growing up, you know, I danced um, in the world. And uh, when I gave myself to the Lord and gave my life over to him, um, I was able to transfer that gift mm-hmm. and began to honor God with it in you know, in this world and give him glory for what he has given me the gift to do. And so um, one of the things that I'm kind of excited about in 2022 is that I believe that I'm going to be starting, um, I wouldn't call it a dance studio, but a way for people to um, connect with me that I could help um, let their gift be, uh, I guess, released to glorify God through dance, through acting, um, 
through whatever expression that they have, gifts that they have to be able to um, bring glory to God. And so I don't know what that looks like. I'm, I just have, you know, I was sitting there and I was writing all this down and I was going, okay, <laughs> let's see what you want to do with this. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, cause God just, I think that's the thing, you know, if we could sit and realize like God created us, he knows what he is doing, you know? <laughs> and sometimes we just, um, sell ourselves short. We don't think we're good enough or we can do a, B or C. And the fact is like, if God put it in us, we can, because yeah. he's doing it through us. <laughs> so maybe just a little encouragement to somebody dream. Dream, 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 dream. There's no limit on dreaming. Oh, I love that. I love that. What a good word. What a good word. So I want to encourage everyone, if you would like to get in touch with Jeannie Berry, you can go to her website, JeannieBerry.com. And we've also got an email address where you can reach her. That's down in the notes. So you can check those notes out and get in touch with her that way. She's also on Facebook and you can reach her. So you can reach her there. And it's J-E-A-N-I-E, Jeannie Berry, B-E-R-R-Y, JeannieBerry.com. Jeannie, thank you so much for sharing the intimate pieces of your life with us today. And thank you for sharing and creating this place of hope. For people that that they can know that in the deepest places in their life that God still sees them, that he still can reach them and that the power of God can still save and deliver them no matter how dark the place is. Thank you so much for that today. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really hope that something that you heard helped you to be encouraged and inspired. And in fact, if it has, would you do me a favor? Would you please just share this with a friend of yours and join me over on social media on Facebook and Instagram? Well, you know, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. But be sure and go to the website, DonnaWoolham.com and grab the free resources that we have.